Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and tonight Rebecca and Garrett join me in recording episode 131 of the Nintendo Shack podcast. And if you thought we were done talking about E3, you would be sorely mistaken. But before we do that, please allow me to express our thanks to those that help keep the boat afloat over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you, Callow, Barry, Josh, Coachmo, Chris, Devin, Kyle, Paul, Michael, Zach, and Nick for all that you do in supporting us over there. Hope you enjoy this month's DLC, which dropped today, the day that we're recording this, and it's a two-parter. That's right, Dev and I recorded so much just <laughs> gabbing around the microphone that we had to release it in two episodes. We could not release it as one. Patreon was like, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. So um, you've got one today, and you'll have part two tomorrow. So... Guys, crew, Shaq, what's up? How are you guys doing? I feel like we haven't spoke much this week, um, but I also kind of feel like that overall, just generally, I haven't been speaking much to, to many folks this week. How, how are you guys doing? No, you're not alone. This has been kind of a kind of a crazy week, a little bit busy with all sorts of stuff, at least for me. Um, work has been a little bit busier, um, just kind of general feelings of stress piling up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're reopening everything. That's making yeah. everything great. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all right, too. Again, I'm busy as well. Uh, got my last, last final ever on Monday. So Ooh, good luck. Stressing out about that. And I'll, I'll be studying a lot. Not much time to do other things in the next few days. But other than that, Will you get to relax afterwards? I, I don't think so. <laughs> That's the PhD. <laughs> never <line>. ends. <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> never, never. All right. Well, uh, let's kick off the week like we do each and every week by talking about what we're up to in the gaming space. And uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to start um, because before I even tell you about the games I want to talk about, guys, I think there's something wrong with my Switch. I think it's broke. Which one? No. My Switch Lite. Um, so I picked up and, and I'm going to say this, but I want to be clear before I do. I'm not 100% placing blame on a game. Um, mm-hmm. but I noticed an issue happening when I started playing Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I, um, I picked up Mortal Kombat. It was on Amazon deal last week. Or you guys, if you follow me on Twitter, playing Nintendo, you probably saw the deal alert. It's like $14 or something. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll try Mortal Kombat for that. And, uh, I, I downloaded it and I went to, or I downloaded the patch, put the card in, tried to play it. So you get download, download patch, get into the game, try to go play the tutorial mm-hmm. says, uh, like crash error code, like error code, whatever. You know, I didn't even mm-hmm. read it. Just like this is done. Tried to restart the game. Told me mm-hmm. that the file was corrupted. Okay. Delete the game. Redownload everything. I, I actually played Mortal Kombat for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since then, and it might have something to do with that. It might have something to do that Switch or the Nintendo put out a new patch. You know, we mm-hmm. got the 10.0.2 patch this yeah. week. Yep. Right I don't right. know. But every time that I've tried to play my Switch Lite since then, if I try to download a game, it's all corrupted. Everything. All the time. It's 
whatever game file telling lies was corrupted which i want to tell you about um i tried to download xenoblade after we got the xenoblade like news mm-hmm. i was like well because uh my switch Lite is not my home console it's not my right. primary it's my secondary so every time i uh because i always buy everything online at my computer and just push the updates to my to my switch at home so right. when i bought xenoblade it installed on my on my wife's switch on the animal crossing switch let's just call it her switch from now on and installed on her switch um not mine. So I'm going to go download a mine. Nope. Download the entire file. I'll watch it go all the way up. And then right at the end, when it tries to install, X corrupted. Can't do it. Um, it did that with two or three other games. I don't know. And uh, I was even when I say, like, it might be uh, maybe something wrong with, like, Ninjala. Like, because I was having all kinds of issues with that, too, which we'll get to. But anyway, long story short, I've been messing around with it, like, all day. And I think... It's the SD card. Like I'm almost I, that, into was my, that was going to be my question. Did you try taking out the SD card and installing anything on just the system memory? I did, mm-hmm. and it worked. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah. that's a good sign. Is it? <laughs> like it means that my my very expensive SD card is broke. I think what you have to do is like put your SD card into a PC or whatever. Um, they format the files in there, the folders sure. in there. So I'm sure if you like delete everything and jam it back into the switch it'll reformat uh the sd card and you can re-download games and go from there so what i did right before we started mm-hmm. the show is that's what i did i i, I just bit the bullet after messing around with it so for several hours because you know, it takes forever to even download like a test like even like a small game takes forever to download so uh, i was like okay i'm just gonna bite the bullet here and just let's just nuke it so i formatted mm-hmm. the entire card and everything but i have a 500 gigabyte card like I really don't want anything to be wrong with it. That's gonna it's gonna suck. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh hopefully better than the switch though, no? I'm sorry? Better the better it be an SD card issue than a switch issue. Of course, of course. Yeah, the <laughs> switch itself I guess is fine. Like if I put a cartridge into it, it'll play, but like so much yeah. of it is tied to that you know, to that to that SD card. You know, it's like seventy percent of all the games. So uh yeah. Uh, just I don't know. Lesson learned. Uh, the reason I'm a little concerned is the last time this happened to me, and it's completely probably completely unrelated. But like when we got a Switch launch, I bought the 400 gigabyte card at launch, mm-hmm. and everybody was having problems with that card, hmm. and it never like it never worked. Like I would put it in, and it would it would do the same thing. It would try to install, and it wouldn't finish. And That's I've ne- I've never had that issue since then since I changed cards. I'm just really hoping I don't have to change cards again. Um, but I, I mean. Unless there's something has happened to it. I mean, I've been using this card for like a year and I've had no problems. So it's not like it's, mm-hmm. you know, new. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll redownload we'll everything all over again. It'll take several days to get my switch back online, you know? Yeah. Maybe <laughs> just download games as you go, you know? Like yeah. Whatever you feel in the mood for, just download it. I, you know, I do like that every time I upgrade to a new switch model, I always get like real selective with the things that I actually redownload. And I feel like every time something like this happens, I start downloading less and less stuff, which yeah, is weird. Play everything. Well, which is weird because I buy the biggest card I can find so I can download everything all the time because <laughs> I'm always, be, you know, I'll tell you why later. But uh, we have a news story that kind of goes in that. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, guys, I've been playing way too much Mario Maker, like religiously almost mm-hmm. every day since then. And I was I think it was completely wrong by how I understood the press release last week because I've been playing people's worlds like nonstop. Totally play like through many, many multiple connected maps in one world. 
Oh, that's good. That's what we were complaining about last time, right? Exactly, exactly. So I think I was under misunderstanding uh, the statement. So I guess I went back and relooked at it, and I guess it's you can build eight worlds locally, but you can only share one world online. Right. But that one world can have you know eight different maps on it and like forty levels and stuff oh. like that. Got and it. Uh, it made more sense to me as I started playing around and started searching for stuff because essentially your world goes on your profile page, mm-hmm. kind of like a gallery. So you've got like all the courses that you've uploaded to CourseBot and then you've got like your little, you know, your little me icon and like who you are and where you're from. And then it has like its own specific badge for world. So it's like you can only upload one world. So it's essentially like you either create a world or it's like a best of. It's like a greatest hits list. It's like you put all of your things in one world and people can click it and play from there. Um, I'm happy to report that my experience playing uh, World Builder has been solid. And I was a little concerned because I think anybody that plays Mario Maker, anybody that's ever complained about Mario Maker probably knows exactly what I'm about to say. Not everybody should make Mario levels, right? Like not everybody's good at it. And, uh, you would think that I would think that I would have ran into way more what I would call bad worlds, but I haven't. And that makes me wonder if they're doing some sort of extra level of curation. I don't Is there like a. Go ahead. Is there like a popularity kind of like? Well, though the the courses that I'm okay. playing, the course world seem to be random. Like I can actually cycle all of them with a the press of a button. They must and be doing some curation. They're all kinds of different popularities. Like I'll see one world that has twenty thousand likes, and I'll see another world that has seven hundred likes. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. I've I've probably played, and this is the beautiful thing about this. Like the ultimately, like the sentence that I want to say to you guys to make you to make our listeners maybe be excited about it as I've probably played eight custom super Mario world games this week. And it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't tell you like how awesome it has been to be like, I'm playing a brand new Mario game and it's good. Um, some of the creators that I've come across and I'm trying to share them as much as possible, taking screenshots, sharing their names and stuff. Um, they've been really kind of, I wouldn't say like, I haven't come across the, like the, you know, bullet hell, like super hard, Mario Maker world yet, but I have come across like some really ingenious worlds, either the way they're crafted or like those stories that they're telling. Um, one world like went, went through seasons. So like every map was like a different season and it walked you through. So it was like summer, spring, fall and oh. like all that. And that was really cool. Um, other ones, uh, was like all key based. It's like every level like compounded on the level before it. And then another one was like speed run. Which I thought was really fun because it wasn't it wasn't super hard, but it was like tricky, I guess is like the right way mm-hmm. to say it. Um, but every level that you start in this world, you had like 12 seconds to get to the finish line. And you just basically had to find like where you had to jump. It was like a process of trial and error. But the fact that it was so short kind of made it really fun and you never like gave up too fast. And another world was completely uh, like underground. You started uh, above ground. But then, and it was beautiful the way it did it because you would, it would, it would look like you had to jump over space. Like you would fall, like, you know, just a gap, you would fall to your death, but you didn't, you had to jump in it. And then you had to go underground to get all the stuff and come back up, um, which was cool. So there's just like neat, like neat things that I'm finding in Mario Maker versus try to come beat the hardest level the world has ever seen. Right. And I'm glad that the, the curation for it seems to be good because honestly, it's so ingenious that they, even if they weren't planning on waiting this long for the world maker, the fact that it's coming out right now, because like you said, it almost feels like you're getting a new Mario game 
every time you go to look for one. And the and other one, another one that I really enjoyed, like it started Mario Bros. And then it went Super Mario. And then it went Super Mario 3. And then it went Mario. Th- the styles within the same world. Yeah. So awesome. Well, every map, I- I'm sure you can, but every map was a different one. So it was like the first map was like playing Mario Bros. The second map was like playing Mario 3. The third map was like, like almost the evolution yes. of Mario through the years. And then I ended in a Super Mario 3D World's 2D thing and all the wow. levels were that. And I really want a 2D version of that game. Just all wow. of it. Like I really love yeah. that. It's really fun. But uh, yeah, there's, I'm seeing really cool stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It uh, sounds like. It sounds like creators are like uh, really opening their mind to like what they can do with a whole world and like a mixture of levels mm-hmm. and being very thematic and creative like that rather than just fixi- fixating on one level. And I almost cool. wonder if, you know, you were talking about the quality of the levels that you're finding and the worlds that you're finding are really good. Um, that I'm wondering if the people who are more inclined to make worlds are the ones who are really good at making They're trying harder. levels to begin with. Yeah. Like for me, I have probably made one level you know, one like quality level. Um, I'm not the kind of person that would make a world because I don't make a whole lot of really good levels. Mm -hmm. But the people who do probably are the ones who have been practicing and making really high quality levels this whole time. That's a really good point. That might be it. It might just be the cream of the crop and maybe it gets worse as time goes on. But I was honestly feeling maybe it's even catering to my play style or like maybe they've got some sort of data on me and they're showing me things because, you know, when Mario Maker on Wii U came out, I was like a hound for going to like all the different websites and following creators on Twitter and trying to find all the codes and keeping a list of codes together. I haven't done any of that. Hmm. Like, so all of this that I'm telling you is like on the blue, like random. I'm just clicking into worlds and I'm finding things. I'm like, this is great. Look how Could great this is. Some kind of algorithm based on, can't you like, like a, a world or yes, something? So maybe can. there's some kind of algorithm based on. And you on can like worlds, like. you can like levels and you can choose specific tags as to why you like them. Okay. Um, like short and oh, sweet you or, go. you know, like easy or, you know, super so hard. So maybe they're like recommending that. stuff based on what you've yeah. provided. That makes me think that's that's kind of where I was going to because it's so weird because you, you hop into the course bot or course world and there's just like this little icon for, for world play and you click it and it gives you like eight and they're like in a circle and you're like, I can play any one of these or I can hit the button and refresh it and get a whole new list to pick from. But that's it. There's mm-hmm. no like table, there's no sorting or anything like that. And if you wanted to play somebody's specific world, like I said before, it's like a like a profile badge, you would just go to that maker's profile, you'd search it and then click on the world. And they can only uh, I think okay. that's that's the the reason why you can only upload one. It's cuz they've just attached it to your profile. Got so, it. um which is and which is cool cuz I was thinking again kind of alluding to what I said, I was thinking there's like two ways of doing it. Either you craft a world specifically you know, like thematically, like this is the world I want to build and it compounds on itself. Or you like mix all of your greatest hits, all of the levels that you've ever built into a world and you publish that. And it's like, you don't have to sort through my list. Here's the best that I've got. Right. Right. Which is cool. But um, playing way too much of it, like really into it, played a bunch of it. I played it. I want to say I played it Sunday. We were watching um, movies. I remember what movie I was watching. I think like rewatching a bunch of stuff. Um, I played Mario Maker through like three movies. Like I sat on the couch like wow. most of the morning. Like I had breakfast playing Mario Maker, watched a movie playing Mario Maker, watched TV shows playing Mario Maker. Like I just played it all day. It was it was fantastic. Sounds like the life. <laughs> it was good. Uh, the second game that I've been playing is Telling Lies, which is an FMV kind of exploration game, very much in the vein of her story. If you've ever heard or 
known of that. I think it got nominated for some game award categories when it came out. It was pretty hit and trendy when it came out. It kind of made some waves. And this is uh, the sequel to that, or a spiritual sequel, anyways. And it's on Switch, which um, caught me off guard. And actually, I reached out to good buddy Sean Capri. Um, he's got the hookup with the Xbox. He gets all kinds of you know, indie games. I was like, hey, if you get a code to this, like I played her story, I'd like to play it. And the reason I wanted to play it was because uh, my wife got really into this. Like this is the one game, I think maybe Gone Home, maybe right. Uh, no, no, I think, no, we played her story first. And that was like the game that she felt like she could play. And I often make fun of her and tease on the podcast about how nosy she is. She's super nosy. And, um, you know, she's a paralegal. She makes a career out of being super nosy, digging through people's Facebooks and stuff like that. She's perfect for this type of game. And uh, we've played it twice now. We haven't beat it yet, although I'm pretty sure we're real close. I think I know exactly kind of where it's all going. I think we piece the stuff together. Have either of you seen this game or know kind of how it works? No. no. So I'll give you kind of the elevator pitch. So um, it's, you know, it's like a it's, it's like a found footage type of experience. Uh, you, you turn on the game. And you see a person's reflection in your screen. So, like, think of it as you're looking at your TV, you're watching somebody look at their monitor, right? So it kind of puts you in the person's shoes. And a computer screen boots up. And you have full control over the OS and the desktop and the drive. I've heard of this. So you can go through, like, the notepad. You can play Solitaire. You can pull up, like, Solitaire the game and actually just play it in the game. Um, You can go through people's emails. And there's a hard drive. And the hard drive, it's the worst hard drive ever. It, you can search for anything, but it will only limit you to five clips like per search. So you have to get real specific with what you're searching for. And what you do is you watch through a series of clips from all different people and you, you, you piece together clues about who they are, what they're doing and who knows who and who's, and ultimately the game is like a big game of like who done it. Um, this one's a little bit, I think, more advanced than her story because when you, um, so you type in, um, I'm just going to say, you say you type in sex, right? Um, because a big part of this theme is there's a dude, he's totally sleeping with everybody. Like he's got a wife, he's sleeping with his other girl. He's got this, uh, it's not, it's not a game for kids. It's a mature game. Like he has like this webcam, like hooker girl that he talks to. So that's a big part of the theme. So you search for it and it, it'll tell you like 56 clips match. But here are the five, the top five that you can watch right now. So um, you got to so get, get you got to get more specific. Yeah. And then you'll, you know, and if you watch the clips, you'll, you'll know somebody's name. And then you search the name and then you'll hear them say like, you know, buy the red fire hydrant. And you go, aha, and you put that in. So it's, it's very much a game where you got to pull out a notepad and start tracking <laughs> notes. <laughs> like you start writing down notes, wow. start profiling, you know, who these people are and all that and, uh, and, and kind of telling the story. And it has multiple different endings and things like that based on the choices and based on your searches. And as you start making progress in the search, in this is hard to explain in words, mm-hmm. you, the character you're playing who's looking at the screen, right? You see her reflection in the screen. Stuff starts happening in the background. That's you progressing the game forward. So, like, if you do enough good searches, all of a sudden, like, a person will walk into the room and they may start talking to you and they may take, like, a break or something or or the light might go out or something like that. And you kind of just nosy your way through everything and try to figure everything out. And this one has got some good stuff. It's got, like, espionage, mystery, sexual, like, all kinds of stuff, like, that's going on. There's, like, terrorism, kind of, like, like business terrorism, espionage. Uh, it's real good. And All the, the art themes. The acting is great, except for like the one guy's acting is awful, which oh, kind oh. of makes it great because it's super cheesy. 
because <laughs> um, a lot of the videos that you're watching, most of them are like like kind of what we're seeing now. So like what you're seeing to me, that's what you're watching the game is you're watching one person talk to another person, but you don't hear the replies. So you may see the conversation. You're only getting one side of it. And then when you find out how to search, you may find the other side of it later. And you'll be like, oh, these two go together. Interesting. Um, it's very interesting. And, and I really like the way it's pulled off. Uh, it's 20 bucks. Um, it runs great. Uh, that was one thing that I was, and by the way, I did buy it. I didn't, uh, Sean didn't get it. And I, I told him, I was like, Hey, if you don't get it, I'm just going to buy it. Um, so I purchased it. I bought it on switch just because I thought it was pretty interesting. That it was there. Um, you know, it doesn't have like, you know, crazy graphics or anything, but it does run a lot of video. Um, we've probably watched an hour of videos, you know, so it's not like a, a small amount of video. And typically when I've seen games that run like FMVs and stuff on switch, it can be like fuzzy. Lower res, no, it looks great. Looks like you're watching anything on, you know, Zoom or Skype or anything like that. It's kind of what it is. And it's mm-hmm. fun. It's real fun to go through. And I like, I, I don't get into it as much as she does when I think that's why I appreciate it. I enjoy watching her do it more than anything else and just seeing, um, I will call it crazy, but her level of interest and how far she'll go and like the clues she'll pick up on, it's scary. Cause I'm like, I talk to you. Like I live with you. <laughs> right like she'll pick up a stuff i've never even imagined like what are you doing (laughs) how did you get this from this i wonder Uh, if she liked the phoenix right games i yes i've tried to get her into them and she was into one on 3ds that i let her play for about a couple hours but she just never came back to it cool but i think the fact that this is so limited gameplay wise and it's so like go at your own pace i think that's really the key that lets her play it like you like animal crossing she's not intimidated by you know, mm-hmm. what's happening on the screen and anything like that. She's, it feels very familiar. So, um, it's, it's quite good. And I'll let you know how it finished. Like I said, I think we know the ending, or at least one ending. I know we, we're real close to one ending. And I think we've kind of pieced together this entire person's arc. Um, but there are multiple endings. I don't know if we're going to replay it. Um, but maybe, maybe we will. Probably not like all at the same time. We may stop, replay it next year or something like that. So, um, I tried to get into the Ninjala demo the beta like the rest of the world horror stories about that have you nobody could get it nobody can get it so (laughs) i posted it you know kevin made fun of me he's like you've got all these games to play why are you playing this and i'm like lots of people are trying to play it's not just me it has a splatoon type vibe which is kind of good yeah and uh, i did get in i played two matches um Mm -hmm. and i played the tutorial and it's kind of fun it's a little floaty and uh you know Mm -hmm. kind of splatoonish but more beat-em-up brawler than you know than pew shoot stuff um but the fact that i can only get in two matches and i tried over multiple windows it's like this thing either they woefully undershot like the you know the players that were interested in this or they are woefully ill prepared to run an online game because i mean the first match i got in the first window, I think I was in for five minutes, got booted out, never got wow. back in. And I tried the next day and I couldn't even get in. It was like three minutes after the time. It was like mm-hmm. uh, like 10 in the morning. And I was mm-hmm. in at like 10.03. I was like, nope, you're done. <laughs> it's just like, well, Gosh. well I'm this isn't fun. I'm going to be completely honest that I forgot this game existed until I saw all the people complaining that they couldn't get in. So it's almost like that was good advertising for it because huh. it. It looked like there were a lot of people that wanted to get in and play it. And I considered trying to get in and trying to play it. But well, Is it good advertising if you search Ninjala on Twitter and it's thousands of messages yeah. about how the game is broken? It doesn't work. That's true. That's true. 
Like, we can't get in here. Nobody's going to buy it. I, I would imagine that they, they will have, have a good launch. That would be different. I would imagine that they'll have some sort of demo or trial before launch. Mm-hmm. You know, that they'll come out with some sort of thing that you can play. Their beta time interval was like only like an hour. It was a stress test. Splatoon did that the same way. What they're trying to do is get as many players in at one time so they can stress their own capabilities. I remember they stressed it. Did something similar on PC. Yeah, and then they stressed it, and the stress the result, the test (laughs) results was that they failed. Like they were not ready. (laughs) You know, so uh, I got into that, and uh, the other thing that I'm playing is Streets of Rage which I played right. last night on Xbox. It released on Game Pass. It's on Switch. Digital Foundry has a video that I've posted in our Discord that lets you know that everything about the Switch version is perfect and as good as any other version. They said it's as good as the PlayStation 4 version. There's no lag. There's no dips in resolution. So, Shackers, uh, feel free to go spend $25 on Streets of Rage 4. I was uh, swooning last night as I, I was sitting here playing... Um, gears tactics and i got Mm -hmm. the alert and i was like "Ooh, i'm gonna pause this Um, i love streets of rage (laughs) like i really i've always loved those games are great i remember playing the arcade and um i think the 3ds classics on 3ds are fantastic if you've never gotten a chance to get them there was some of my favorite of those class there was a lot of games that got like the 3d treatment and classics and the retro stuff in 3d does pretty well i think like sonic is pretty good excite bike in 3d is pretty good um, but my favorite by far is Streets of Rage in 3D is really, really good. The backdrops and the characters, and I think it's the neon, like the vibrancy of the game, perfect for that like effect. It really looks great. And um, I, I jumped into it. And I was like, oh, I want to go play this game. And I called my son. I was like, you should check out this game with me. He's never played it really. Um, and uh, I was like, go grab a controller. So we sat down and we played through the first two chapters, and he loves it. And it made me so happy. He was like, oh, let's play some more tomorrow. And when he woke up, he wanted to play some more again. And that just, um, we don't have a whole lot of experiences where we can play together co-op and it just clicks and it just goes off, you know, and, but Streets of Rage is simple, simple, fun, beat them up, smash them up, right? Pick up the pipe, hit as many people as you can. So like it, it, it works. And, uh, I, the game is, the game art style is gorgeous. Like the music's there. We did find a retro stage. I don't know if anybody knew that they're in there. They're there. You can find a retro stage. You, um. And is it a spoiler to tell somebody how to? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm the king of spoilers. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you'll find like a taser, right? Like a, like a cop will try to tase you. Mm-hmm. You can't pick up the taser and hit anybody with it because it'll use the taser. You got to knock the taser out of his hand, clear the stage, pick up the taser, and then go hit the arcade cabinet with the taser. And it'll bring you back to Streets of Rage and you can play that's, the Streets of Rage level. That's so specific. Who so would figure that out? I, oh, I didn't figure it out. No, no, I'm sorry. I saw it. I saw it on, on Twitter, like leading up to the game's release. So mm-hmm. I knew. Um, I just didn't know if anybody else wanted to be. I think that's a good tip, not a spoiler. Oh, okay. yeah, nobody would figure that out on their own. <laughs> uh, but my son thought it was so cool because the game was like. <laughs> and he was like, oh, we found this thing. It's hidden. You know, and I was just like, he's hooked. He's hooked. And yeah. oh, that, that makes me really, really happy because I can't wait to play more of this game. And I'm happy. I've always played. I've always played Streets of Rage by myself. I know it's such a co-op game. I never have a co-op partner. I think maybe I played in an arcade with somebody, but I didn't know who they were. Just a stranger playing on the other side of the table. Um, but uh, the fact that we can play together, co-op is is really really fun. So uh, I've been talking way way too long. God, way too long. Um, so the only other thing I, w- I did want to say something about Animal Crossing. Uh, I'm yeah. not. I'm still not playing it. 
Um, but I, I, I laughed and I, I tweeted a picture of my wife's character because um, as she continues to build out her world and customize everything, every now and again, she'll bring her switch over to me and she'll show me her rooms. And look at this wallpaper. And look at this thing that I themed She's and all that. proud of it. I know. She's and so uh, her, her character avatar just looks like Carol Baskin. It's like, why do you look like Carol Baskin? Why did you just make this woman? She's like, I don't. That's me. And I'm like, this is terrifying. This, this is what you <laughs> think you look like. You think you look like Carol Baskin. She has like this mermaid dress and it's like wavy. She's got her long hair and these big Aww. sunglasses and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you look like Carol Baskin. Um, <laughs> it's really interesting how, you know, we've said it, I've said it over and over, I think week after week of the game comes out and how, uh, like how far reaching it is. I have another one of those examples to share. Uh, so here locally, Momocon. There's a conference I've been to a couple times and I, I, I've worked press and volunteered a little with them. Um, they have moved their conference to digital only format. Yeah. Um, like everybody else, right? They're trying to do digital things. So they're standing up a Discord. They're standing up a Twitch. They're trying to do interview streams and stuff, trying to still give people something. One of the things they're doing is an Animal Crossing night and they're doing a Momocon Animal Crossing. And if you buy a Momocon physical t-shirt, they will give you a digital version of it in Animal Crossing. Oh, that's adorable. And I was like, this yeah. is crazy. They're having, like, they're literally like getting people together. And I think they're going to try to have like some of the voice actors and stuff in Animal Crossing. And I don't know if that's like legit, if they're on the other end playing, if there's people impersonating them, but it didn't matter, right? It's really, really cool. Um, but if they have that on stream and you like, let's just like, so I was there and I met like Kyle Bear who does, our intro for the show, right? What if he was like on Twitch streaming Animal Crossing and just inviting Momocon people into his village? You could run around with him and stuff. This is really cool stuff that this game is doing. And uh, I was really, uh, I don't know, impressed, proud, impressed with what they're doing and how they're trying to cross promote it and use it, not even as a video game, as like a digital meetup space. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, it's not just a video game. It's, it's, a physical zoom world or whatever. I've seen there, there was another post. We talked about the one time the couple had their wedding in animal crossing because it was canceled in real life due to the virus. Um, I saw this past week, somebody um, had a little graduation ceremony because they're they're graduating from high school this year and can't have a ceremony. So they got their cap and gown in animal crossing and they've had a little, you know, pretend animal crossing. a little audience. Yeah. Wow. pictures it was so cute people are getting so creative with this game and it's Absolutely. it's bringing people together virtually well that's a good segue for me so rebecca tell me what you what have you been doing in animal crossing <laughs> well animal crossing <laughs> um you know i i'm starting to get to the point where like i'm not playing it for hours and hours every day i'm just doing kind of my my daily check-ins my little tinkering mm-hmm. with different parts of my island um did do a couple little stuff with um the update um, with like planting the bushes and just kind of making everything a little bit prettier. All of the May Day stuff starts tomorrow. So like more of those updates right. are starting to roll out. And like with each of those, um, I, I think those are the little things that will just keep me coming back and playing for a little bit every day. Um, and that's kind of what it will turn into for me for the rest of the year plus. Cool. Um, I think I'm at that point now. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the next game? What's the next focus for you after Animal Crossing? Like the main Nintendo game that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I don't have one. She said that so like condescending. It's just like, that is positive. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is there a backlog game? Now I want to know like, which one do you think is so bad? (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Because just, I'm just I'm making a joke. Just the way you said it, it made it sound like you were like, well, there's one, but I don't think it's any good. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I didn't know if you meant like if I was going to stop playing Animal Crossing and play like. No, no. It's, no. It sounds like you're going off to the side with this game. I mean, and- no, I'm always going to play. And I was telling you just a little bit ago that I play a million games at one time right Um, and i'll keep playing animal crossing like every day like i'm not i'm gonna be playing other stuff i still do um as for a game that's coming up for nintendo i don't have an answer for that Uh, i don't think we know enough to know like what i'm really looking forward to Mm -hmm. um i did do a little bit of splatoon de-resting this week um this past weekend um in preparation for the Splatfest. man i got bad at that game yeah I thought that like maybe I would still be kind of good. No, people are really good in that game now. <laughs> and I thought maybe more people would be coming back and like also, you know, mm. from long. There's a demo this weekend, so you can whoop some people. Good people, people will be coming in who who don't have 350 hours in the game. There you go. Um, but you would think I would be better after mm. like spending that much time with it. But mm. I did spend like about a year away from it. I think my mistake was trying to um, play more of the ranked mode and like my rank just went down with every game, that oh, I played, no. every match that I played. Um, so I, I might have to do a little bit more uh, de-rusting if mm-hmm. we want Team Mayo to... It's a, it's a warm-up. We got to train. <laughs> it's a good okay. thing we're practicing now. Yep. Take over. Um, hashtag Team Ketchup. Absolutely. abomination is. <laughs> um, I didn't beat Gree yet. I didn't play a whole lot of it. I think I had a hard time really getting into it just because mm-hmm. um, it is a little bit of a slower game and I know it's not that long. I just had a hard time with it keeping my focus. Like I would play for about like 15, 20 minutes and then mm-hmm. it just felt a little bit repetitive. Is it a little too abstract, you think? Not or? abstract, but like I'm just not a platforming person. Okay. Like, I don't play a lot of platformers. It felt a lot of like, okay, I'm doing the same kind of you know, motions, the same kind of like simple puzzles over and over. But Mm -hmm. there were a couple things that stood out to me. I think I'm near the end. Um, And I assume these are like not spoilers at this point because it's kind of not an old game. Are you spoiling me? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize that there would be like, I don't know if a boss is the right word to call Mm -hmm. it, but the part with the bird Mm-hmm. That attacked me really caught me off guard because mm-hmm. everything in the game was just so peaceful and friendly and whimsical up into that point. And then this bird appears. So I start walking towards it and it ended up not being a friendly bird. And it like called at me and oh, blew me to the, you know, blew me across the whole stage. And then I'm like finding myself going through these platforms and like trying to escape this bird and Eventually, I beat that part, and that just really threw me off guard because the tone felt like it changed completely during that part. I do remember that very specifically. Uh, I want to say, I think, I want to say that's like halfway-ish. Well, I'm, I'm past that, too. The okay. other part that caught me off guard in the same way, first, I, I got through all that water, the whole water level, mm-hmm. which I thought was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was really well-designed. Um, I freed like the sea turtle, so beautiful. So I'm working my way through the dark part and then that eel appears. It made me jump out of my skin because it like came with like this vibration and this loud noise and I was not expecting it because it changed from such a peaceful, you know, watery sea turtle tone to all of a sudden there's like this giant eel snapping at me that I have to escape. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that shift in tone 
really like caught my interest and brought me in. Um, um, I'm a little bit past that part. Okay. I, I got, I got past that level. I'm like the area that I'm in now is like lights. Like I'm, I'm lighting up these things to jump on the platforms. Yeah. Um, I think you're in the third act. Like you're in that final yeah. kind of, yeah. So I'll probably beat that finally, um, you know, in the next, probably the next time I play it. Um, because at first I was playing it in like 15, 20 minute chunks, but the last time I played, I played it for like an hour. So I think I'm finally, finally into it. Cool. Um, and that's, that's about all that I've been playing Nintendo wise. Um, like I said, not a whole lot. It's been kind of a busy week. Sure. What are you Garrett? Uh, yep. Been busy as well. So I've been playing, uh, not too much, uh, this week, uh, probably after this final play a lot more. Um, but I, I want to mention a little bit more about Mario Plus Rabbids. I know I've been going on and on about it. Um, I beat the base game. It's, it's again, really good. I would say the last boss, though, is a little irritating, uh, depending where I was. I'm like, uh, it's one of those bosses. Like It's kind of like Fire Emblem, too. It's like, it can be just like a difficulty spike. I'm like, oh, I just want to finish this game. It's, it's that kind of feeling. Um, so I, I try to beat it at, like, I don't know, like five attempts on the last boss. Um, the way it's set up is that you, you set your characters and you go into the level, uh, for, for Mario plus rabbits. Well, I kept losing every time. I was like, all right, restart the mission or whatever. I could not switch my characters though at all. I normally could, uh, switch my characters up to see if I can do a different strategy. But, uh, the game's like, no, these are your characters. Once you get in, you're, you're facing this boss. Uh, and I can tell you what the boss is. It's just Bowser. That's like flying everywhere. Um, it's not Bowser's like possessed by some flame Phoenix thing. I don't think it's a spoiler because it's not big on story. It's more on style. Um, I don't even remember the game. That's how a bunch of not a spoiler it is. It's like, I played the entire (laughs) game, barely remember it. Yep. Yep. So I eventually was like, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of tired of this. Let's put that extra healthy in there. So every level before you get in there, there's this button says you can put in 50% extra health into your units if you want to. And it makes it much, much easier for you. Um, or not probably much easier, but maybe handle it more if you're struggling with the level. I I think it's a nice, uh, a get there. So, uh, beat the game like that, um, which is fine. Um, I'm going back through previous levels now, trying to go through, there's some extra challenges in Mm -hmm. each world. So I'm trying to get through those. Um, you reminded me, I did jump on XCOM. Yeah. I was going to wait for the switch and I was talking to Dan Stapleton from IGN on Twitter and he was like, don't. Don't get it on Switch. He kept oh, telling me wow. over and over and over again. He's like, if you have a PC, that's any bit of good. I was like, I have a great PC, actually. He's like, then why are we <laughs> even talking? Because <laughs> you can get it on sale. You can get, I think it's like, what, like 15 bucks? Or I got it for, it's 25 and it's everything. It's everything. It's, it's everything. the entire the collection, children. all the DLC, yeah. all the packs, all the things, which is why I See, always never wanted to get it. But, you know, it's going to be $50 on Switch. Yeah. And I could get it for 25 on PC and it's a mouse and keyboard game. I got to tell you, I played the first two or three levels and mm-hmm. um, it was probably impulsive because of the price because I get Gears yeah. Tactics and I'm like, oh, I'm never going back to XCOM. I know, right? <laughs> it was like, it was like, you know, like two days later, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have bought that game at all. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but uh, probably go back to it, but it's just, um, a, I'm not saying I like it or, or I don't, I'm not placing any judgment, but it might be a little bit too sci-fi for me. Um, oh, which yeah. I don't typically get in time. And, and I, I was, the only thing I wanted to bring to this conversation is I appreciate Mario Rabbit's like simplicity 
And the fact that I don't have mm-hmm. all the menus and all the upgrades and the bunker and the other thing and like all the home mm-hmm. base stuff. And it's like, once I started getting, seeing more of that and I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do all this. Um, yeah. I, I appreciate that Mario Rabbids, or at least my introduction, which is what I'm sure the game is, was built for, right? An introduction to XCOM type of games. Yeah. My introduction to those games was very simple. Get in, play, like learn the combat you know, very limited character stuff. Because if Mario Rabbids was like XCOM in that regard, I probably, I might have quit on it. I mean, not stayed right. the whole time. Right, right. It, it, yeah, it's uh, pretty easy to get into for new new people into the genre. This is probably the game to get yeah. um, if you want to try out an XCOM-like game. It's funny because Dan was telling me, he's like, well, do you like strategy games? And I was like, well, I love Fire Emblem games, but I wouldn't consider them like the same game. Mm, yeah, the combat is is like the the base concept is the same, but I agree with Fire Emblem. There's a lot more than just the the strategy RPG. There's it has its own flavor, his own its yeah, own like the it. XCOM style, Gears Tactics, Mario Rabbits, XCOM feels like mm-hmm. a separate genre from mm-hmm. like strategy games that I would consider Advance Wars, Fire Emblem. You know, it's like right. it's like a different flavor. It's its own kind of separate thing. Yeah, it's the way you move the units, right? I think because so. with Mario Plus Rabbits and XCOM, it's cover based shooting. You decide to go behind cover, and you can shoot other enemies. It's more like from that cover as it's more well. like chess. Like you're more yeah. like kind of you know yeah. Whereas Fire Emblem, I'm just like banging icons against each other through the you know through the maps like often. So that's the way, but that's the way I play. I play Fire Emblem like chess because I have it on hard. I have oh, it on hard true. classic. I'm not mode. doing that. And so, and so when you when yeah, once you get to that point, it's like I have to be really careful where to put these units. You do, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Like you don't have you know like cover off of like specific walls and off of yeah. all the objects. You know, it's not that environmental. Like you may yeah. have you know a cover buff because you're in trees or something like that, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not the same. Definitely, it's a lot more environmental based yeah. uh, with both Mario Plus Rapids and XCOM. Um, the Don- I've been playing the Donkey Kong DLC. Um, that's great. Yeah. Um, that came out of nowhere. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Donkey Kong might be my favorite Nintendo franchise just personally. Really? Um, wow. I, lo- I love Donkey Kong Country games. Mm-hmm. That's what I grew up on. Um, and hearing the songs um, kind of remade in the in the DLC, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so, so nostalgic. Good. Yeah, it's nostalgic, but they have this, it's an orchestrated music that they put to it, and it's just so good. Um, I wish this was just a spinoff game, right? Um, they only fix on three characters. It's um, That was my that was my my take, actually. You just jogged my memory. That was what I came away with. I think that's what I was telling Caroline. I was like, I think mm-hmm. they planned this as a separate game, because like, yeah. it feels like that. You have separate startup screen separate menus separate everything like it feels like a secondary thing and they were like we'll just make it like an expansion but i wouldn't have been i think i even predicted that they were going to release it separately i think that was my prediction i was like i think they're just going to put this standalone like 20 bucks here's you know donkey kong rabbits game but uh yeah they only fix on three characters the rabbit peach which you've had before and then um you have the cranky kong rabbit which was random and then donkey kong those are the three you get, and that's all you get for now. I don't know if you get more, but that's what I've been playing with. Um, but yeah, no, the music's great. Uh, what I think the best thing that really hit me was the secret levels I found. 
um, because Donkey Kong Country is the exact same thing. You hit those secret levels and you go to like an underground area or you try to do this maze and it's the music. Doo, 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 boo. I'm like, oh, yes. No, this is so good. So um, I've been loving it. I'm over halfway done uh, with the DLC and I'm, I'm planning to finish it out. It doesn't seem as hard as the base game. Uh, I, I think uh, I've gone through all but one on perfect levels. Maybe I, I just, you know, uh, got. Doesn't really Donkey good Kong at it. have like some giant suplex slam or something? Like, I feel like I remember him yeah, like picking up okay. people and throwing them and stuff. Uh, okay, yeah, you, yeah, good, good reminder. The, the mechanism with Donkey Kong is much different than separate characters. Normally, with characters, you go to like an ally and you can jump, right? You, right. Know, you can jump and go to a different Like, upper spring base. off of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Donkey Kong can't do that. What you do is you can grab any object you want, whether it's a barrier, your ally, or an enemy, and you can throw them wherever you want. That's it. You chuck um, them across the way. Yeah. The ally, um, you throw them, it's like a jump for them. And so, and it's a really cool combo with Cranky Rabbit. It sh- he actually shoots down at people um, when he jumps too. So, you know, you can throw allies you want to a completely different area. You can throw smashers or enemies off the map too and that's a really good way to get through the level um donkey kong uh they they did a really cool uh mix up with that mechanism uh, but yeah that's uh been pretty much it with mario's plus rabbits I, I hope to finish it um by you know by the time you're hearing this next week um so i've been playing a little bit more ocarina of time again i have not had much time with it um i was just speaking a little bit to, a little bit to rebecca about this uh, my journey has been fine so far. I'm just playing off to the side when I can. Uh, the And I'm to the level where I'm at the Dongdongo Cave. I yeah. think that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, so I have the Hylian Shield. I have the Bracers now that can pick up the bombs. And I'm now in the Dongdongo uh, Cavern area. Um, it seemed, I don't know, like a little... Uh, I, I had to search a little bit to figure out where I was going to go. It, it's definitely a game where you need a figure out your direction because sometimes you do a little backtracking um, and I guess it's a lot with Zelda games too um, but a little bit of backtracking to learn some songs and then you have to go forward to a different area to, to figure out what's the next objective um, but I I will uh, continue that, that playthrough I, I will persevere I will finish this game um, uh, so I, I I'm I'm very excited you think uh, it like Zelda Dungeon right and I'm just sorry. like Zelda Dungeon on that and get yourself like a tip on where to go next. I told you, man, my childhood, Can't do it. I was like handing out nickels to the librarian. Like, I need you to print this guide for me. I don't know where I'm supposed to get the master sword or the mirror shield or any of these things you got to do. I hear There's no shame in looking up a guide. Okay. All right. I'm but not going to shame you for you it. Like, you may whole, feel shame. I'm not going to shame you for it. You have a whole internet's worth of people who would be happy to hint stuff to you if sure. you still want like a little nudge but still mm-hmm. want like a little bit of challenge of figuring it out for yourself mm-hmm. because this is a game that people know like the back of their hands. Yeah. Oh, I bet. You can get like cryptic hints if you want them. I remember, man, I used to, uh, not, I would say speed run, but like I, I had a cousin of mine. He just, he would play this game over and over again, like just sit mm-hmm. and play it all the way through and then reboot and start it up and keep mm-hmm. going. Um, got to a point we could beat that game in like a day, like a night. Like oh, we'd wow. start after dinner and just play like straight you through. know exactly what to do. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I want to figure this out for myself. I'm one okay. of those guys. I'm, I'm a little stubborn. Um, Don't be afraid to talk to Navi. Everyone rips on Navi. She's not that bad. She'll oh. help you. I'll, I'll talk to Navi. Talk she, to she us. Can, 
Hit sure us up not. in the Discord. Just yeah, right. we'll, we we'll won't spoil it for you, but we can give you a tip. Mm-hmm. And if I ever feel like I'm I'm that point, I will let you know. But um, the way so- I feel is if it's at the point where you're not having fun anymore and yeah. you're just feeling frustrated, that's the point where you either need to ask somebody or look it up. Yep, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Uh, but I'll let you guys know. It's yeah. it's it's been okay. Uh, next thing, I just want to show real quick. I have replaced my pro controller shell. Yeah, you did it. Ah, yeah, you went the it. atomic purple as well. well hey, did you yeah. guys know, um, I, I saw these last week. Did you guys know that you can get glow in the dark grips for those? No. no. They're on Etsy and they come in all kinds of styles. And I was going to tell you, Rebecca, I'm glad you, you showed me this because they make mm-hmm. white ones. And I was thinking Ooh. like the white ones would be like Ooh. beautiful with that purple. I was yeah. thinking about replacing the white ones on my Smash controller with glow in the dark white ones, but they look awesome. Go to Etsy and type in glow in the dark, uh, you know, pro controller grips. They're bright. Like they're real neon and stuff. I want another pro controller just to put a different color shell on it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, they yeah. don't, I don't think that they take advantage of that. Like they could come up with so many good pro controller <laughs> yeah. combinations that we would buy. They don't even have to be special editions. Have just you seen the joy cons I have? They don't even have designs on them. They're just colors. And I bought them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If yeah. they would just make, you know, actual, I don't get it. Yeah. Because they sell, it's- well, they sell, I would say that's because they sell us systems, entire systems. That's you know, true. They're like, here's a but back plate, three hundred dollars. <laughs> these are third party manufacturers, right? They're like, hey, we got the mold. Yep. Let's just make these things and mm-hmm. sell them for a profit. And I'm like, hey, twenty bucks, sure. My only thing with the super out. switch is I wish I, they didn't put the logo on it. I would have wished it was yeah. just a flat design. Can't tell it too much. Yeah, you know, yeah. it it, it kind of hides into it, but it, I mean, it looks good, Garrett. Yeah, uh, so I've had a little bit of struggle uh, with this replacement. It was oh. a process. It took a couple hours more than it needed to. Um, but really, you only you need is a Phillips screwdriver. That's all you need mm-hmm. to, to get inside and, and replace these things. Um, I tried to look up a video about it. Um, I, I won't say the guy's name, uh, but he didn't do such a great job of showing me what to do. Mm. Um it was more like, hey, this is easy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is Phillips screwdriver. Yeah, you see these buttons? Yeah, yeah. And it was like The buttons cool. you got to be I careful remember with. My, yes. The hardest part for me was being careful not to strip the screws because I got very close to stripping them when oh, I dang. was taking them out that I almost wasn't able to put them back in. Oh, my gosh. So yeah, that's... that's like I think the one thing that you got to be careful for because yeah, strip them, what are you going to do? Yeah, you got to be careful about the buttons. You're going to spend $7 to replace a tiny little bitty screw. Right, right. (laughs) Um, I I was putting it back together. The home button wasn't working. I'm like, what the heck is going on? (laughs) So I I pulled it back. And I'm like, oh, it's the little padding underneath. is just stuck to the motherboard of this circuit board. So I had to put it back in. Um, And then the strip ribbon, when you break it apart, um, the guy tells you to take it apart. But I look at another video. You don't have to take it apart. And I thought so, you weren't supposed to take it apart. Well, I did. It rip. Yeah, yeah. I took it apart. Okay. And then I, <laughs> I tried to, it didn't rip. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was putting it back together. I'm like, oh, my controller's not powering on. What's, <gasps> what's going on? And so I had to open it back up again. And I was like, oh, yep. That's the <laughs> ribbon. <laughs> it was a I replaced my Joy-Con like, stick and didn't have this amount of trouble. Yeah. See, um, I thought it was really fun to do this. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just clumsy or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's really cool. Um, I like the buttons, too. Um, it's a good... Um, I didn't. Re- yeah, I didn't replace my buttons. I didn't want the different color buttons like that. Yeah. I didn't either, but I get the appeal of it. It's, it reminds me of the SCNS yeah. buttons. But I only um, want that style when it looks like a Super Famicom controller. 
That makes sense. It's like I can't cross the streams. I can't be having mm-hmm. Atomic Green or Atomic Purple in 64 stuff with Super Famicom buttons and stuff like that. That's fair. You know, you can't, you can't I, them all up. I really want the what's the 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 pro controller re- replacement, the 8-bit dough pro controller thing that everybody has? Where it's like gray with the yes. buttons. Yes. Yeah. I've been tweeting at them since they announced it. If they make a Super Famicom one, I'll buy it. I'll buy it for twice mm-hmm. what it costs. Like mm-hmm. easily. I just make that version of the controller. I'll buy it. With the buttons, yeah. Yeah, because I love that style, but it's got to be gray with the colors. That style, and then, like, do you still have the buttons from, or it's, you're talking about a different controller. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a different controller. The buttons wouldn't fit. Because I have the 8-bit dough Super Famicom, like, little controller, like the Mm -hmm. little SNS controller, but I would much rather have the pro controller replacement. I hope they'll make one, but I don't know. I'm actually kind of shocked they never did. It doesn't make any sense. They have, like, Super NES, like, purple button option they right. just don't have the super famicom version right right um but yeah other than that it's it's working now i i, I put it back together it's working um next thing uh animal crossing um i've i have the exact same story as donnie does um basically uh i don't have a switch light anymore um <laughs> uh, my, my girlfriend has the switch light now um you bought her a really nice gift garrett yeah, exactly. You know, actually, so here's the situation. All right. Um, basically, uh, she likes to play on my profile a lot now, but she also created her own profile as well. She is switching between back and forth between these two profiles, building both homes, buying and getting the loans. And she has multiple She's a rooms. Super now. Fan. This oh is insane. God. No, she got to the point where it's like, uh, She's she like, in my world, this. you don't yeah. build your house here. In my world, you build your house over here. <laughs> She's like, "Come here, Garrett. Look how, look how like you know beautiful your house is now in the living room." I, I gotta say, it's, it looks really, really good. So I, I, I'm not gonna like. Come here, Garrett. Look what you did in Animal Crossing. Dude. You're like, I haven't played Animal Crossing. <laughs> I haven't played Animal Crossing at all. Uh, but no, I'm I'm super glad she's having fun with it. You know, this is like really the only console video game she's been really um into and i think that's speaks volumes with this game as well it's 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 speaking to the non-gamers and all of the friends of the non-gamers which is a huge broad audience that's why you're seeing no sales um and so we got to the point where she she told me yesterday is like you know what you know what i'm thinking um you know what this 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 animal crossing to profile thing really sucks so what she wants to do is actually she wants to buy a switch light and she's like, I'm, I'm, I want to keep the Switch Lite for like a year or something like that, and lend you the, the Switch Lite that I'm gonna buy, because, because she wants to keep the profile, she wants to keep the island too, you know, just to progress from there. Um, but uh, she, you know, when when the time comes when she's kind of done with Animal Crossing, um, she'll have the other Switch Lite, I guess, back. Or whatever because she doesn't want to switch like start a whole new island is that she, why yeah, yeah she doesn't want to start a whole new island I don't blame her yeah i don't blame her at all either so we're in the midst of talking with that you know well she's here for now just because of the, the you're in negotiations COVID. to get your own switch back <laughs> yeah. we'll see see this is why i'm so glad that i bought the the special edition the animal crossing special edition because then i could just give sam the old one and that's mm-hmm. you can use that to play mm-hmm. oh it drives me nuts my my son and my family, they're all playing on it. And then I'll mm-hmm. go to look at it, and it has, like, this grime across oh, it. No. I don't know oh, what it is. No. And I'm like, what the hell oh. are you guys doing? 
you can't do this. They're like, well, we touched this. I'm like, stop touching the screen. Stop, stop putting your fingers on it. They're like, what do you care? Just, I'm like, because it's just, I can sell this thing for $600 right now. Leave it alone. <laughs> You're ruining it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it hmm. uh, for now. I got the Satisfy Light Grip. Yes. Uh, it, it's really good, isn't it? I've been taking pictures of it. I mean, I had the, the Satisfy Grip. For the regular one, and I and I like prophesized the world like how amazing it was, yeah. Um, and it's you know it's the same for the light. It's much better, much. much more enjoyable way of playing. I held off for so long because I had this cute like Pikachu case that matched my yellow switch, and I didn't want to have to mm-hmm. change cases. So yeah. I want to keep it. But I was playing um, Dark Siders, and I was starting mm-hmm. to feel like that kind of like that hand that, crampiness. That yeah, yeah, I was like, ah, oh, I should probably get a, a grip. So I got the grip, and uh, it's great. You know, I yeah. love that it's white. It's like my favorite thing about it is how it offsets the sticks and the buttons. It looks like a great companion piece for the mm-hmm. Switch Lite versus, you know, how it looks on the on the OG model. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm back to that life. It is weird how, you know, I, I got, I had, uh, I have the Amazon gift uh, credit card. Mm-hmm. So you earn reward points. So I yeah. had like $27 in reward points. So I used that towards a purchase. But it's, a, it's, I was thinking like it's a shame how much, how expensive they sell these things for. Like $40, $50, $60. Yeah. And then you get this little grip because it's it, the, for the light. It's small. It's like it looks like it's, the it's other one's cut in yeah. half. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just like, wow, is this is $40, guys. Come on. Yeah. Did you get the case with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. It, it, got, it's good. I, I got the case here, but it's upstairs, hopefully downloading things and not broken still. I got yeah. the one that has like the, yeah, it's not the big one. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I have it right good. here. I used to have the big boy, uh, so I had the regular switch grip, and it's and a lot battery. to carry in it. It's like oh my huge. <laughs> so I went on an international trip last year in September, and I brought that thing. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is a it's like a nightmare going through the airport with this huge hunk of thing in my backpack." So you put it in um, a backpack, and it takes like a you know like a third of the bag. Like it's, you know, it's, it's <laughs> not insignificant. It's big, and it's awkwardly shaped too. Yeah. Yeah. Where like I want my laptop in there, and I also want. That's why I like kind of had it ergonomically like. Put See, I would have loved if the, the grip case was colored. That would have been cool for the light. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a missed opportunity for them, as they could have made you know offsetting cases like maybe like white with yellow coral blue oh, trim, yeah. or the or, or vice versa, right? Or were there yellow mm-hmm. blue, or maybe white offsets and stuff like that? But you know, it's just a case, but. You know, you talk a lot about the cosmetics of these and different designs. I wonder from like a manufacturing standpoint, it's just. Oh, I'm sure it is. No, I 100%. That's, yeah, that's why. They're having delays and stuff on them. Like they have a huge banner on their webpage, like buy from us, don't buy from Amazon or eBay. Like mm-hmm. they're going to delay. It's going to take weeks. Like, you know, they're having issues trying to keep up with demand for them as well. So I'm sure that's, I just, I get way too involved. And, and to be honest with you, I care way too much just about the aesthetics of my consoles yeah. and stuff. I like them yeah. when they look nice. I so. like it too. But and then I'm I'm a, and Devin would make fun of me for saying that because I'm a real simpleton when it comes to it. I love like a very simple like kind of you know light pop of design. I don't want like giant Spider-Man logo and stuff on <laughs> my things. Like that's yeah. too gaudy and stuff. It's too stands out too much. I want it to be stylized but like minimal. I want it to sit in the background like mm-hmm. it's a part of you know kind of like the decor. I don't want it to be like this huge loud thing. But I do love it. I really love like the Animal Crossing one. You know, I even I'm not even playing the game. Anybody's listening to Nintendo Shack, they're like, their main guy doesn't even play the game. It's like the world's greatest Nintendo Switch game. I'm like, yeah, I'm not even playing it. And they're like, why'd you even buy the consoles? The console looks great. Yeah. It does. <laughs> the colors amazing. are so good. 
That's all it is. It's just okay. looks. It's like, yeah, the moment they showed that doc, it's like, I'm going to have to have one of those. I'm going to get one of those for sure. Um, okay, let's get into the new <laughs> show. It's going to be so long. <laughs> you just saw the time. I'm just doing terrible at hosting this now. Jason Lacey, where are you? You're needed. Somebody needs to stop me from talking. Um, You're just too polite, Rebecca. <laughs> This week in Nintendo is a big one, or at least, I mean, I guess it's big. I don't know how unexpected it is. VentureBeat has reported that Nintendo has notified development partners it will not be holding a Nintendo Direct this June. The site says complications brought about from Japan's work-from-home order as part of its attempt to mitigate COVID-19 are forcing Nintendo to push back its schedule. They did add that Nintendo was planning on June plans and were in talks with their partners. Uh, we now have to make. We may now have to wait till the end of the summer before getting oh, wow. an update. Many other outlets have since reported either the exact same story or corroborated the news with their own sources. This would mark the first time since 2013 Nintendo has not held their typical June direct. Now, um, this is going to come. Uh, a lot of people are going to be, I don't know, upset, saddened is probably the better the better way of describing it. A lot of people look forward to this, my, myself mm-hmm. included. But, you know, everything going on in the world has to be expected, right? Yeah. You know, what are you going to do about it? We said the last Direct, you know, probably was delayed a bit because they were trying to finalize dates and stuff with everything going on. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was a part of it. And I'm sure that's a big part of this. You know, it's there, you know, people got to remember, you know, the E3 Direct, specifically the E3 Direct, isn't just about the first party games. You know, typically right. they they launch a lot of third party games and partnerships and stuff at those shows as well. You know, so, um, you know, if those folks are having delays, that's going to set back Nintendo. And if Nintendo is having their own delays and making sure that they've got dates and stuff, because it's, it's not that they don't, you know, it's not, they could just show you the games. But with Nintendo's style of doing the directs, they're not just game announcements. They're also scheduling announcements. They do right. dates. Um, nice. You know, so nobody wants to watch a Nintendo Direct in June full of games that have no dates on it. You know, that would be worse. I like how this this story just leaked a little bit more. I, I hope Nintendo has some sort of official statement. Again, this is a rumor, so we don't know if this it's is true. actually true. Um, but I I think everyone suspected low-key that there was going to be a direct in June. I understand with the current circumstances, that's probably not true. But I'm glad the story came out. It's like, hey, don't really expect too much coming out of June now. Um, now that E3 is closing down, we might have some sparse digital events. And, you know, maybe even Nintendo is probably not up for making huge announcements. Um, I think I think that's, you know, I'm like, all right, yeah. cool. Uh, that's That's fine. You're right, Garrett. I'm kind of glad, too, because otherwise, you know, we would be hearing a bunch of insiders saying there's going to be a direct, you know, next week. I've heard it. All of my sources say so. And Prediction, YouTube like, videos yeah. and articles. I, right. think, I was saying I think it's kind of funny about how, you know, two months ago it was rumors of a direct and now it's rumors of no direct. It's kind of like it's flipped opposite. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it is sad. We all look forward to directs in general, especially E3 around this time of the year. Um, but I think that, you know, given, like you said, given everything going on, we have to understand that they are so uncertain about, you know, what's going to be coming out. How could they mm-hmm. possibly promise release dates only for them not to be able to stick to them? And you're right. right. You know, I wouldn't want to see a whole bunch of like, well, we're, you know, these are someday, you know, might not be this year, might be who knows how long down the road. And, 
you know, we have plenty to play. Mm-hmm. We do. And it's, cl- it's clear that Nintendo is beating to their own drum. It's like, all right, we're not ready yet. We're not going to get something out yet. And once they have something, they're going to shock us. It's not going to, I mean, we we'll, may have some anticipation from insiders, but at the same time, they, they like to schedule their own thing as they go <laughs> along. Um, Kyle asks, since there's no direct in June, will we see a direct before June or after June? What kind of direct will it be? Uh, Kyle, we will not see a direct before June. We won't see a direct in June. And if the story is to be believed, which I can't imagine that it's not, you know, late summer, August. And I feel like that's going to be a long wait for some, especially because a lot of the games that are coming out are either ports or probably not the most popular games. But the only thing that Mm -hmm. I will say to Kyle's statement here is just because there's not a direct doesn't mean there won't be an announcement. That I think we could see a lot of little Twitter, you know, Twitter direct type things where we're like, whoa, like the the Mario Maker news came out of nowhere. That or last the thing, that, the Splatfest that they just yep. dropped it on YouTube. We saw a trailer and we might see little things. We that could see a Smash character. Could have normally. Yeah, that could have normally been in a direct. But, you know, there's not enough yep. to quite make it into a direct. Yep. One hundred percent. We could see an announcement of a game here or there. You know, like you said, we have plenty to play. Not only do we have yes. plenty to play across everything we already have, we've already talked about a slew of games coming out in May. May is yep. packed full of games, if you, especially mm-hmm. if you count the ports. And, uh, you know, we've got other games that we know are coming June, July. Uh, Deadly Premonition 2 is coming out July 10th. That was next on the news. Um, mm-hmm. What's the board game game that we got? Yeah, Clubhouse 51. There we go. That's coming yeah. out like right after the end of the month, right? June 1st. They're doing a lot of 3rd. advertising I noticed on Twitter for that lately. Yeah. Really I'm like, excited to see if that game sells well. If it's quarantined, like I'm, I, I feel like maybe I was just wrong because when they showed it, the initial feeling I had was people are going to make fun of me for wanting this game. And that I've not, was my most interested game from that direct. I've seen a lot of people that are very <laughs> interested in that game and I just wasn't expecting it. You know, because, and I think it's probably because. I remember games like WiiWare and we, you know, like all of that stuff. And, you know, people don't really take, yeah, people don't normally take well to the mini game type of things. But you're right. They're dropping trailers and they're dropping all these different things. I think if they hype it up, people will get it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Um, Koei Tecmo held a financial briefing and stated that they still plan on localizing Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers for the West. So good. Rest assured, the game's coming. Should have, I mean, yeah, nobody should have not expected that. That would have been weird. We made this whole Warriors game just for Japan. (laughs) Um, Luigi's Mansion 3 second DLC pack released yesterday. It's interesting. (sighs) Months before originally scheduled. This was scheduled to come out in July. Um, And they just released it. Didn't they do that with the first pack as well? I think the first pack came out on time, right? It was March and July. I don't know, but both, I feel like, came out with very little fanfare. I think that's probably why it was moved up is because it's probably not selling that well to begin with. Um, This one includes Puck Stravaganza, Floaty Frenzy, and Desperate Measures. The measure game is like, I I saw, like you set the scale based on what you think the top is going to have and it drops on the person. And then Puck Stravaganza is like hockey, except instead of playing with hockey sticks, you play with the vacuums. So instead of slapping Mm -hmm. forward, you kind of like push it. Um, These join Dodge Brawl, Riverbank, and Tricky Ghost Hunt. From the first pack that came out in March, uh, as well as a bunch of costumes, which I do think are cool. I did not know about this until I read up on it. The costumes that you get in the DLC change the Scarescraper event. So when you go into the mm. Scarescraper, all of the rooms like change to match the costume you're oh, in. Oh, that's cool. So if you're wearing like the Safari one, it becomes a jungle-ish and stuff like that, which is neat. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all available for $10. Yeah, that's not bad. 
I don't have Luigi's Mansion 3. Is this DLC single player? No, uh, it looks like multiplayer. It's multiplayer. Right? It's that's all what multiplayer. I heard. Yeah. So yeah. There, there's no new single player content. Nope. No. I think that's the that's why there's not much fanfare with it. It's right. it's not a big It doesn't huge. sound like it applies to everybody. And the mini games are similar Mario mini games that, you know, like we've done the hockey and the soccer and yeah. you, know, you know, it's it's similar to those. I don't want to I'm actually thinking about getting it. Um just when I when I saw mm-hmm. it, I just I don't know, you get six new game modes and a bunch of costumes. And I did like the Skier Scraper. The Skier Scraper is a fun multiplayer mode. You know, okay. these little things are like one-offs. You know, they're like Mario Party things. But mm-hmm. the Skier Scraper mode is really good. Uh, I played that quite a bit. And I just, I really liked Luigi's Mansion 3. So I might just own $10. And, you know, if I play Puck Stravaganza and Dodgeball for a day or two, it's probably worth it. Cool. Mm. But I got local players. You know, like if you don't, That's then true. it doesn't make any sense for anybody else. But you know, if you got kids, yeah. It, yeah. it might be worth yeah. throwing a That's buck right. at. Mm-hmm. Do something new. Um, this story has been going around for weeks, but we finally started to get like some real confirmation last week. So Nintendo confirmed that up to 160,000 accounts were accessed in a huge privacy breach. In the statement, Nintendo said at present there was no evidence to suggest Nintendo's own databases, servers, or services have been accessed. Um, apparently the Nintendo ID is the culprit for this. People that have had the legacy in an ID that's connected to their account. Um, this is what's had happened to them. This actually happened to me, not now, but a mm-hmm. uh, long time uh, Shaq listeners might remember that my in an ID after I connected to my Switch, somebody had it, my Wii U and like my old Wii U wow. that I traded to get the Switch and they never cleared it. Like GameStop never cleared it. Oh, and wow. they just spent money one day. I walked, I went into my eShop thinking I had a hundred dollars and was gone. Um, wow. and Nintendo, they found out why and they told me it was your NNID. They gave me my money back wow. and they Good. disc, they, they actually, they cleared my NNID, which is what allowed me when I bought another Wii U later to put my old NNID back on it <laughs> because they cleared, okay. it was like the only way you could get it cleared is if somebody still. <laughs> wow. Um, so, and I do know that Bobby or the Nintendo guru had this yes. happen to him. And uh, mm-hmm. I think they're targeting, I want to say I, I saw several blogs saying they were targeting Fortnite players. Yeah, what happened to Bobby was that this guy actually it was it was actually hacked. It wasn't like through what you said, Donnie. And basically, he disconnected. They disconnected the PayPal account uh, from from the Nintendo wow. account and stole the PayPal account Yikes. away. That's how they got the oh, box on Fortnite. So disconnect your PayPal on Nintendo uh, and, and two factor. Put your two factor login. Mm-hmm. Nobody can hack you if you have that. Sure. Well. Well. Yeah. <laughs> it's a heck of a lot harder. Uh, Kyle, Kyle asks, with two-step two step verification now a feature to all Nintendo accounts, will this process be made mandatory in future console updates? I don't think I don't so. I don't think it'll ever be mandatory. So. But you should have it. I don't know. Yeah. You um, should. I think Epic Game Store, they just recently, really recently done this. But basically, the free games now that you get... You have to have two-factor authorization in order to get those games. Yep, it's a good idea. So um, there's no reason not would be to. Great. Why, After why that happened to me with the NNID, I separated NNID. Even though it's been since fixed, I still have never reconnected it. Mm-hmm. Um, I separated PayPal a long time ago, and I never store financial information on my Switch. So oh, nice. every time I go to buy stuff, I just whip out the card, type in the code. I do yeah. too, but why? I don't know. They're... Or I buy a, a lot of times what I've been doing lately, maybe for the past years, I just buy PayPal cards. Like on eBay, I just mm-hmm. get a digital card and I just put the code in and yeah. I just use the funds that way. That's a good idea too. You know, so because it's it's super fast. You know, you can buy it. 
you can buy an eBay code because uh, PayPal themselves have like eBay digital storefront. And mm-hmm. you can buy a code, you know, $20, 30 50 $60, and you get it like in two, two, 10 minutes. You know, you just yeah. put the code in. It's super easy. You yeah. can redeem everything on. You don't even have to go. I never even go on my Switch. I have the redeem Nintendo thing bookmarked. I just click it, sign mm-hmm. in, just put the code in. There you go. Keep shopping. For anyone who doesn't do that, though, really consider doing the two-step uh, login because that will save your, you know, your butt one day. I know yeah. it saves. So uh, it doesn't. It, it's not any hassle to log in. Like it's. It's it saved mine with Sony. Step. It, it really is like a peace yeah. of mind. It saved mine with Sony too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who are the folks that make the Fortnite? What's their service? Epic or. Yeah, yeah, yeah epic. Yeah. So that one gets hit all the time. I'm yes. I have two factor on it, and I get an email every two or three days. Somebody is trying to really? access it. Yeah, I get it all the time. And that happened to me on PlayStation uh, for for like two years. I had two factor turned on because Crazy. I would just keep getting these text messages routinely. Just somebody's trying to log in. You know, here's your code. I'm like, I'm not even. I remember I I at one point it got so bad that I was getting them five, six, seven times an oh, hour. That's bad. And I would take screenshots and just post it in Discord and be like, look, this is what's oh happening my to my account. Um, but I, I think... if you didn't have it, you know, you could have been hacked. That's true. And I think uh, I think what did it, uh, as I left that on, it eventually started to fade away. And then the name changed. I changed the names and I yeah. released all of yeah. my old consoles, like, right? So I released my Vita and my PlayStation 3 and everything. And I've never I had it happen since then for a while. Yeah. So... Um, in specific Latin American and Caribbean countries, limited Nintendo eShops for Wii U and Nintendo 3DS will be shuttered no. July 31st, meaning, uh, game code redemption, redownloading games you already own will be turned off. Um, mm-hmm. now this doesn't affect us, but you know, that day's coming. coming. That it's day's happening. coming. They're looking into shuttering it. And, um, I've already hacked my stuff, so I'm good, but... I'm going to say this to all of you that, that don't believe in hacking. If there are games, legacy games that you want to have access to, and I think the Wii U is specifically one of them, because there are going to be games that are locked in Wii U forever, and you're never going to be able to play them again. They're not going to get ported over, especially a lot of like that virtual WiiWare stuff mm-hmm. that you can get on Wii U through you know the Wii service. Like you've got to get it. Like that's the best way to. And I know you can get it on a Wii. But, like, you can't play it through HDMI on an HDTV mm-hmm. on a Wii mm-hmm. like you can a Wii U. And uh, I still think at these days where you can pick up a Wii U for 60 75 100 bucks, it's literally worth that alone just to save as a legacy console because there's so much back-compat stuff on that box mm. that I just don't expect will ever make its way to Switch. And once they turn these stores off, that's it. <laughs> like they're yeah they're gone it's in 3ds for that matter too you know there's a lot like yeah. i was talking about these 3d classic stuff we're not going to get that anywhere else those are just yeah, gonna be gone yeah um yeah. so you get ready yeah, guy. it has to happen eventually i guess mm-hmm. the only other way to do it would be get a you know black market like me download the stuff and do it yourself that's what i'm thinking i'm tempted i'm already getting the emulator stuff on pc i'm like hey these games are gonna go away eventually they're right? gonna go away that's it for our news this week. Rebecca, she hit us with a couple questions. Ooh, okay. Man, we have questions from a couple weeks ago that mm-hmm. that um yeah, we're not we're definitely not getting to all of these today. I do want to this is actually a recent question um that I I think is kind of relevant given the fact that we might not um 
get a direct for some time is knowing, you know, Piper wants to know what's Nintendo's big holiday game this year. Normally we would have known by now what the big holiday game is. Or June, usually they by the end of June, yeah. yeah, usually they announce mm-hmm. that right around this time, you know, what we can expect to see. What do you think it's going to be? I mean, if the Mario news is to be believed, which we all think it is, that's got to be it. There's, I, I don't mm-hmm. know if there's bigger news. I mean, it's not Breath of the Wild, right? We can all agree it's not. I could be shocked if it was. I don't think it's no, Breath of the Wild. Be. Definitely it's not. It's not Metroid Prime, even though I'm going to say Metroid Prime 4 is not bigger news than a remake of 64. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sunshine. And like, I, you know, I know it's like a bigger game and it's a new game and all that, but these are seminal games for so many people like generations of people have played mario 64 um like that's going to be huge and especially if done well which you got to imagine if they're putting all this pomp and circumstance and everything that that is what we what i was hoping for it is this this you know huge remake type deal so if that's the case i mean mario's mario most iconic character in the in the world of video games like it's harder to get better than that Sorry, Piper. I mean, I mean, I, what are they going to do? Like, they, 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 if it's not Zelda, and even Zelda, I mean, Zelda's not Mario. Um, you know, like, I love Zelda, and to me, Zelda is huge, but like... Do you think they have something kind of hidden in their back pockets, like an Odyssey, Mario Odyssey 2, or just something that, like, they can pull out and be like, here it is? I mean, I thought... So before we got all the Mario news, I, I had been saying that... Question that I'm gonna I thought it was going to be Donkey Kong. I felt like Donkey Kong mm. was next. Like we got Yoshi, we got Kirby. Here comes Donkey Kong. But it makes me think that after we got the Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze port, that became less likely. But you're not going to release a Donkey Kong right next to a bunch of Mario's. That doesn't make any sense. So mm. it's got to be something different. Now it could be like its own IP, like a, a brand new thing. It could be a sports title, a Mario sports title. But none of those things, none of these options are bigger than Mario 64 remake. Like, That's true. You know, like we're talking about, you know, like people, you see how excited people are remaking Final Fantasy VII, now how excited everybody is to play this game. Like that's Mario 64 remake is on that type of pedestal. You're talking about one of the greatest video games of all time. Mm-hmm. Search anybody's top 100 video game list. Mario 64 is on every one of them. Whether you like it or not, it, it is. So what do you think, Garrett? What's our big holiday game? Well, I mean, I don't disagree with Donnie that the Mario remakes and ports are most probable in this Especially fall. if they're a package. If yeah, they're if a they're package, a package. Like a bundle, it's going to sell like crazy. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would like to see what what's the level of porting and remasters we're going to get. Sure. Um, there's a little bit of specifics there. Um, if Mario 64, if it's as remastered as we think it is, like if it's up to the Final Fantasy VII level, maybe not like breaking up to three or four right. games or whatever but of like up hands graphics maybe different characters maybe a little bit more uh re- recast dialogue and, and a little bit like that I that's mean, a good point know. for you to temper my excitement because if it is just a straight port obviously that's not going to be like you know, i if don't it's, think they would do that yeah but well, all of the I, news that leaked out didn't say that right and none of them said that's what it was mm-hmm. they all said can i segue into a related question sure Sean wants to know at what point should I stop hoping for the Super Mario 64 slash Sunshine slash Galaxy remasters? The I'm uncertainty gonna, is killing him. Is he filled with false hope? I'm going to let you guys answer because I think I'm right there with him. I'm filled with all the false hope. I want all the, the pretty graphics and to be as real as possible. 
Sean, stop hoping right now. If if you stop hoping right now, then you'll have much higher, like you much lower expectations. That's than my philosophy. And you're, you're going to be so impressed, and you're going to cry with joy and happiness. I have such a pessimistic like op- um, outlook about all of that. Just set the bar as low as possible. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't happen, you can't be disappointed. Just, if it does happen, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Gary just smashed Sean's hopes with a hammer. He's like, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've always had doubts about that one, but Metroid out. can't be ready. No. Animal Crossing can't be ready. It's not going to be Smash and Cart, mm-hmm. right? Donkey Kong, you know, it could be it, but you know, Retro Studios made Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. They're making Metroid Prime Four right. right now. Maybe Metroid Prime Trilogy. That would be cool, but that's not going to be the big. That's not a holiday. That doesn't sell to families. Yeah, and then the JRPGs you got Bravely Default too, and they they cover that base. What sells to families that we could get? Pokemon. Pokemon, maybe. Oh, spinoff. But we're getting maybe. the we're getting the the expansions. We don't have a new Pokemon game coming. Yeah. And they did maybe. the spinoff. You know, and it's like I said, we're not getting cart. We're not getting. <laughs> you know, know, they could do the DLC, and they could still come out with like a Gen Two Let's Go Johto this year. Yes. That would sell to an entirely be... different audience, and that's probably what it'll be. That's my yeah. guess. That would yeah. be big. That would be big. Because that's like. Not easy for them to make, but that's not on the level of a lot of other things that we were just talking about. In they can game. put together the same engine that they did with Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Sure. Put a Gen 2 sticker on it, and that's your holiday game. I'm buying it. Out in November. I'm buying yeah. the hell out of that game. That's what That's what it is. And Game Freak has multiple teams, right? You know, mm-hmm. they have their secret experimental yes. team that does other non-Pokemon games, and then they got the main head honcho team. So, I mean, it's going to be the, gonna be the return of Labo. Like that's like their big thing or ring fit adventure too. I mean, like I said, I would be down with that, but it's not going to be big, right? No, no, you know, like that's what you're saying. What's the big holiday title? It's uh, what's the Pokemon sword shield moment. What's, you know, like what's the big, you know, the odyssey moment. What's the big go getter for Christmas. None of those are going to fit the bill. It's going to be, let's let's go. Yeah. It's going to be Mario, whatever this Mario (laughs) collection is. I'm telling you now, here's a good thing. Do you think it could be a third-party game? It doesn't have to be a Nintendo game. I mean, maybe. So I, I do think there will be something like that. I, I don't think that was necessarily his question, though. Sure. No, I get you. Yeah. And it's gonna, Sean. Sean, listen to me, buddy. I love you. <laughs> it's gonna be Mario. We're gonna play these Mario <laughs> games. It's be freaking awesome. Stop hoping, Sean. <laughs> it's gonna be Mario. Well, that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to get in the chat and I'm going to hang out with Sean while he streams playing Mario while I play Mario. And we're just going to talk about playing Mario together. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited for this. I'll be held it away playing my Brave Default 2. Oh, Maybe I'll be playing these Mario oh, games gosh. for the first time. You know what? You know what? You know what it is? You know what the what? big, huge, must-have game? No yeah. More Heroes 3. There we Boom, go. son. It's going to be massive. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take over. I'm so excited for that game too, but I feel like there's like 16 people <laughs> in the world there to go get that game. <laughs> I feel like the same thing with Deadly Premonition too. I bought uh, that game. I, I, well, I know you did. I saw that. Um, would it give me the elevator pitch? Because I saw the first game. Oh, did you like, hear my re- my little review cast with it? No, I haven't. Okay, so this is a great story. So when they announced it on Switch, our Twitter blew up. Literally, Shaq Life. Donnie has to play Deadly Premonition. It's a Donnie game. Hashtag Donnie game. You got to play it. Mm-hmm. I remember this game because they're right. It is hashtag Donnie game, which is why I remember it. When it came out, one of the most diverse, poorly reviewed games in the history of games. I had a whole thing where me and Kevin went over it and talked about it because Kevin was like, it's a good game. And I'm like, Kevin, it literally has like a two from IGN. 
Yeah. Like you can't. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not talking fives and sixes. We're talking zeros, oh, ones. God. People calling it trash. You know, it is bad. Objectively, has bad graphics. Has like bad oh. controls. Terrible map. Like it. It doesn't work well, except for the fact that the writing and the acting totally pulls it off. Hmm. And uh, it's uh, it's Twin Peaks. Like it. It is Twin Peaks. If you want the elevator pitch, it's Twin Peaks. If you watch Twin Peaks and you thought it was cool, you probably like Deadly Premonition. If you can stand some of its dude, when it came out, it came out with PS3 360 and it looked like a like an early PS2 game. It looked like, like it garbage. looked it looked garbage when it came Oof. out, and now it's coming out. But this new one has a definitely more stylized. Kind of looks like a Telltale mm-hmm. game um, from oh, yeah. from art style. Um, but it doesn't matter because it's soup, dude. Like this guy just starts talking to his coffee. And like he has visions in his coffee and he starts talking to himself about this, <laughs> it's stuff strictly. like that happens. This guy, he plants women, uh, plants, he plants <laughs> plants in women. Yeah. That's a real thing that happens. Oh, okay. Like a tree plants it in her. Like why it's yeah because it's <laughs> it's a freaking weird game that's, that's that's why it's really really weird but uh my long story my long journey of that is i just played it um this fall i played through it and i fell in love with it and not only did i fall in love with it it made me re it made me watch twin peaks for the first time i never watched twin peaks that's a little bit before me and everybody was like this is twin peaks and i was like well if i like this and i like that and i did they were right i was like it is um so i was kind of in the mood for it um, so I don't know. We'll see. It's a cult classic. I don't think it's a must-have title. It is a timed exclusive, um, cool. and it is in this no news window. If you're believing this, but I'm not believing that we'll go from the end of June to August and not have stuff like right. indies will be there. There's tons of things we're waiting on. You know, like we read them off. I read them off a couple weeks ago, right? I shouted out 50, 60 titles that I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. A handful of them are bound to drop. You know, before September, so um, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm I'm eager to tell you all what I think of Deadly Premonition Two. Me too, because it's on my fantasy critic list that that fantasy football type of thing that I've got going with. Oh, video really? Games and it's my counter pick. I wanted to to review pretty badly well so, so I can get points. That's his counter pick. He wants it to go badly. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes I want to go badly. Yes. When you said, when, I, I thought <laughs> you meant like your counterpick. When you said that to me, I don't, I haven't seen the systems. When you right. said it to me, what I thought was everybody expects it to go badly. So I want it to go well. And I was like, this is no, a no. terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> don't do no, this. No. Other way around. I'm hoping it is, here's my hopes for Deadly Premonition 2. The <laughs> hope is it's modernized and improved yeah. in the fact that it looks well, it plays better, it navigates well, menus are good. And it still keeps the zaniness of the story. My fear is that they think the reason that people like it is because it's bad. And then they release a bad game. Like if mm. this game, I had to pull up like a, a guide on how to navigate the town and stuff because the map was like so awful. Oh, and the driving. Right. Yeah. So if it's that, I'm not going to be as good on it. The fact that I spent $50 on this one versus, you know, the 18 or whatever I spent on the other one, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'll be a little bit. I expect more from a title today. Than I do from a port that wasn't like there's a part of it when I played it, I was like, well, this is a game from 2006, you know, four generations ago. So I'll cut it some slack. Now that it's new, it better not do that again. If it does that right. again, I'll be a little bit more critical. Right. So. Cool. 
How are we on time? Do we have more more time for questions or do we want to call it there? Let's do one more. Okay. I, I like this question. I think this was from like two weeks ago. John wanted to know, what are your favorite types of games to play today versus when you were younger? Ooh. Um, so when I was when I was younger, I played a lot of sports titles, um, shooters, and then like Zelda. I didn't really play anything else like Zelda. I just kind of just played Zelda. Um, now I still play a lot of shooters in Zelda, but I'm I think I I definitely play way more things today than I ever did when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I play all kinds of across all kinds of different consoles and, you know, I'm, I almost try to play, I feel like I play everything or try to, at least, you know, I play like all of the major, you do ex- seem to play a variety of games. It seems like it's, I think I play a lot of games. I don't know if I play a variety of games, like genres, it's like you do I think so. So I don't really like, I don't do JRPGs that much anymore. Um, yeah. I never really have, like, I've always had select ones that I've done. Um, but like I never got in Final Fantasy, so there's no nothing that makes me want to play Final Fantasy now. Um, but I do play Xenoblade, and I will be playing Xenoblade in a month. I'm very excited to do that, you know. But I uh, I think I think just more than ever we have way more action adventure type games. So we yeah. have Assassin's Creed, and we have The Last of Us, and we have Uncharted, and we've got Horizon, and we've got Zelda, and we just there's a Far Cry. There's a bunch of those, and I just play all of those. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah. taking all of those in as like as much as possible. So. You know, I don't really, I don't think I play as many shooters as I used to. I used to be like that kid, man, sports and shooters all the time. Mm-hmm. NFL, Madden, Call of Duty, Battlefield, I used to do all of that. Now I can't even, people are all get excited, like new Battlefield, Destiny. I'm like, I, I don't have the time for any of this. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty, you know, seasons, <laughs> multiple packs. It's just so much more convoluted than it ever been. It's like, it feels a lot of the same too, just like reskinned. Oh, I could be wrong. I don't play. No, multiplayer like for sure. It's just yeah. it's yeah. just new environments and stuff like that. But, I mean, to be critical, you could really say that about most games. That's true. <laughs> you know, Zelda's mostly the same, but reskinned. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, same thing. I, I, I feel like I'm very similar to you, Donnie. Yeah. Younger, I, I played more shooters. Not sports. I've never been a sports person guy, but um, a lot more multiplayer games. Um, whatever my friends played, I played yeah. and we just played all the time. Um, I, you know, the biggest thing in middle school, call of duty zombies. Oh yeah. Um, dude, zombies was well, great. Yeah. Black ops one. Um, we played the crap out of it for so long. Um, and then super smash brothers. That was a big thing for me when I was young as well. Um, I'm, you know, playing project M during college was, was great. Uh, but yeah, very specific games that that are multiplayer. Right? Call of Duty, um, Pokemon was the only like outlier there as well. Um, but yeah, uh, now I play, as you could tell, a lot more strategy RPG games. I've been opened up to a lot more, uh, as as Donnie said, like first person or third person open world action RPGs. Um, even though they take a ton of time. Um, I, I really enjoy them. Uh, I like to get lost into worlds like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Skyrim was like my first door mm-hmm. open to that kind of single player kind of world there. Um, but yeah, I, I think single player is more of my game now than than what it used to be. You know, I used to play a lot of horror games and mm-hmm. I love horror movies. And it's I'm in fact, I mean, I've got the giant chucky thing and all this stuff off the side of the wall here uh i'm not as into horror games as i used to be not at all and i think it's because 
when you talk about feeling the same, I feel like they're a bit tired. And I'm always kind of looking for like a, I think that's why I love PT. PT felt fresh and scary. Oh, it was so good. You know, um, there's basically like two kinds of horror games. They're like resource collect-a-thons where you got to go and collect all the things. It's like your Resident Evil style. I actually think I enjoy the fact that they've gone more action-y with it. And then there's like the Outlast style where you're just like defenseless and you constantly run away from people. Right. Uh, and those two concepts have been duplicated and copied and regurgitated over and over and over again. And it is like certainly when we get out of those or like in the indie space, I think probably does horror better than most like like the coma and things that I've played a lot of like psychological horror and things like that. I really get into more of that. And I just think it's I don't I don't want to sound like I'm putting the games down. I just I think it's because it's new. It feels new. It doesn't feel so, mm. you know, like. You know, I, I've said it a bunch, but when I played Resident Evil 2, it's just like, ah, I just don't want to keep doing this anymore. <laughs> it's just like it's a lot of the, you know, but I grew up on that stuff. I played, when I was little, I played all of that. Dino Christ, all of it. Silent Hill, anything like that. I played ever Clock Tower, all of that. That was such a big part of me growing up. And it's like as the years went on, I don't feel like they changed enough or modernized to keep with me. So I stopped, you know. I- I think the success of horror games is is quite intriguing recently because it's really I feel like Resident Evil has been you know a huge comeback with them, um, with with Seven and and Resident Evil Two remake mm-hmm. and then also Evil Within. Um, they're just nailing that vibe right there as well. I'm hoping the new Resident Evil that that's been long rumored. I'm hoping it's fully VR, and I think yeah. that might be the next kind of new thing to grab me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a handful of indies that are, that are doing a really good job, actually, with, mm-hmm. with the horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also so. feel like there's not enough storytelling in the horror space. And I think yeah. that's the part that misses me. It's always like there's this bad dude who you can't kill who will totally kill you run away from him. It's like, but why am I running away from him? Yeah. Like, what's his backstory? Like, let's set up the world. That seems to be missing a lot, in mm-hmm. my opinion. For me, I feel like mine haven't really changed a whole lot. I grew up on um, my gaming revolving around Zelda and Pokemon and whatever other Nintendo games that were mixed in that my parents would, you know, bring home for me. Um, and that's kind of what drove like when I was going to get a new Nintendo console when a new Zelda game or a Pokemon game came out sure. um, with any other Nintendo mixed in. Um, I'm still like that today, but now I <laughs> branch out a little bit more than I did before because I have my own wallet now. Um, and I, I tend to seek out anything that has a really engaging story and really engaging characters and anything that will crush me emotionally. <laughs> you know, I used to think that I was like an RPG type of player because I played Pokemon and uh, Fire Emblem and a Xenoblade. And like I grow up and I meet more people. I'm like, oh. I'm not an RPG player. No. <laughs> People always describe Pokemon as like the gateway RPG. I don't find that to be true at all. I grew up with Pokemon and have never gravitated yeah. towards RPGs. Yeah, I haven't played like Final Fantasy or, or yeah. was like really into the JRPG stuff. But Pokemon was like, that was it for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm I think Pokemon led me to Advance Wars and Fire Emblem, maybe. Cool. I mean, I think I started like definitely went that way. I was more open to doing things like that. But yeah, like the old, like the JRP, like Carol, and she she takes seven or eight of those down a year. I'd be lucky if I get to the end of one. Lord. Right. And there are games I even love. And I'm like, mm. 
I was so narrow-minded when I was young to the point of if the Game Boy cartridge was not colored, then I wouldn't play it. Oh! Right? <laughs> I was like, it Look has at to you be little a, snob. Terrible. <laughs> like, it has to be a colored cartridge or else I'm not going to play it. And then I saw Donkey Kong Country remakes on Game Boy Advance and I was like, well, oh, I okay. Think, great I think just, you know, maybe the reason why I never got into Mario you know why i don't really play it a whole lot now is because i didn't really ever have those games growing up i they Mm -hmm. were never bought for me when i was little i never got into them Mm -hmm. um so maybe that did shape what i still play today i don't know lucky you you get to replay them all that's true if we get the remasters i have a lot to look forward to this year don't i (laughs) we'll see sean we'll see don't hope for it (laughs) hope for it it's happening sean we're gonna do it doubtful doubtful um my sports gaming also like just falling off a cliff. Mm-hmm. I was, I bought NCAA. I bought uh, basketball, football, and baseball for a little bit. Golf, of course, Tiger year. Woods. I did all of that every year. Mm-hmm. Now I just have EA access and I barely play Madden. It's like I, I buy EA access every year. And it's like, I barely play Madden. That's all I use it for. <laughs> so wrestling games, that's another part of it. Wrestling games have just went in the toilet the last decade. That's one that's franchise true. that's really we didn't talk about that. You know, they announced the NBA or the WWE 2K whatever game. Yeah. The Playgrounds team is doing. That, that game looks like trash. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it. Like I didn't want to be so mean about it. Like when they like I was like, I'll be open to it and I'll keep playing. I kept watching it. And I was like, no, this looks terrible. This doesn't Isn't look there like one good like wrestling game now that, that people are talking about? It's like pro wrestling or something like Fire that. Fire Pro I, Wrestling? I don't like that one either. Fire. Fire, oh, okay. but Fire Pro Wrestling, I'll admit, is good. It is a good okay. game that has a ton of customization options. It's amazing. It's like this little retro fighter. But the problem that I hate about the game is very simple. You have to breathe in the game. Oh, like you have to maintain your breath. And if you like do a move, your breath depletes mm-hmm. and you've got to build up your breath before you can do another move. And I'm like, I never want to play a wrestling game like this. Like that oh one God. simple thing, I'm like, makes me never want to play the game. Yeah, no. Um, but we have that Retro Mania game coming out. If you guys haven't heard about it, and there's that game's coming out. It's like a remake of like old retro, like our ar- arcade wrestling games. That cool. should be fun. Um, but the 2K one, I mean, I'm really oh, being they- I'm really being mean to it because it's kind of like All Stars, and WWE All Stars is great. It came out last gen. It was on 3DS. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is the Playgrounds team, right? There's the same folks that ported The Witcher and, and World War Z and stuff. So, like, they're busy. They have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Do their women character models look awful? Like, just awful. They Yikes. look like they're just like squares. Like polygon? They just look like dudes. To be honest oh with you, God. they just look like the male characters with like a kind of feminine face. Like, Skyrim. Um, Charlotte looks <laughs> oh, like Triple H. Like, you can't tell the difference between the two. It's like, man. Um, and I don't know. Like, I, I still play 2K Playgrounds. But I was mm-hmm. pretty critical in the first one. Um, it did not hit the mark for me. The second one is like they kind of cleaned it all up and just released the second game. I hope we don't run into an issue like this. And the other, the one thing that I'm somewhat concerned about is like they lock a lot of stuff behind paywall. That it's oh, well, wow. you know what? That's unfair. They lock a lot of stuff behind progress or a paywall. And mm. uh, like NBA 2K playgrounds, you could play with like three players. There's like 300 characters, but you can only play with like three. Until you unlock them all, and it took a long time, or you just paid them more money, and they would unlock them. Gosh, I would expect they're probably going to do the same thing. <laughs> like I think that's the business model. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, you know, I'll probably, you know what? And I've said all these mean things. I'll probably still get it. Um, you know, I, I like wrestling games, so I'll probably still try it. But oof, 
I, I don't have high hopes after that first announcement. Maybe it's early. And that was another thing I was thinking because um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm talking way too long. Um, <laughs> go on with wrestling. I know you guys, you guys probably, I don't know if you guys, you guys don't do the wrestling, right? No. So I haven't had really a chance to talk about this to anybody, but um, the reason they're doing this game, I think, and I'm probably, I'm fairly certain, is the WWE 2K game that they make, right? Was trash last year. They 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 lost the developer. They put another developer in. They tried to release it, and it was awful. Like really bad. Like comically bad. You can YouTube it. WWE 2K20, and you see how terror people float and they fly off and the ring flip. Oh, I mean, it is this, it is yeah. bad. It is real bad. So yeah. I think what they've done is they're pushing this game off a year to get fixed, and they need something to fill it. And they were like, "What can we do?" And those folks. Or the, the 2K people were like, you know, Saber was like, hey, we made a big head basketball game. We can do a big head wrestling game. They were like, do it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what happened. I think that's why the footage didn't look stellar at first. Because I'm wondering if it's kind of like a rush, you know, license job. It might be. It might be. Okay, guys, we talked way too long. Hopefully you enjoyed Extra Long Shack. Uh, we're not going to have an episode next week just because we did two episodes this week. You just, no, I'm joking with you. Obviously, we'll be back. <laughs> can, I, can I make one Animal Crossing comment that I meant to say earlier? Um, sure. Just to no. kind of end us on. I did get confirmation from a professional Animal Crossing player, Chewie Plays Nintendo, that a certain character is pronounced Leaf. Oh! No. No. Oh! Mike dropped! I can't no. end Shaq any better than that, man. She just backed that up completely. What is this reputation of professional <laughs> Animal Crossing player? What is even that reputation? My is, that, is, that what their, <laughs> is that what their LinkedIn profile says? Prof- you can look it up. Professional <laughs> Animal Crossing player. Are they paid by Nintendo or something? <laughs> my vow. Sponsored? Oh, my God. It is Leaf. That was pretty epic. I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, that'll do it for us tonight. Good night, Koopans. <laughs>